Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us on this holiday weekend as we are just right on the precipice of Christmas. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. I am Tony Colombo. I am joined in studio by producer Chad Ellis, my co-host Bo Matthews, and back where he belongs in the studio with us, Aaron Tarlow from to, Southern Army. We need, we need to start that campaign. Bring, bring <laughs> back. I was telling Chad off the air. Um, I guess we didn't explain this super well. Oh, you were you were telling Chad off? Off, yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling him off off the air a lot of things. Um, but you know, we we're getting customers into the store. They're like, "Where's Aaron?" Because they're getting into the October, November, yeah, podcast. Oh yeah, and they've been coming in. We've been getting messages on the Facebook page, um, a lot of those. And uh, so it's like, yeah, there's been some changes. Maybe we didn't well didn't explain that. Aaron well. is still here. I'm here. He's he's still uh, in studio uh, with us uh, every few weeks, yeah. and he joins us on the phone to, to start every single yeah. show. So, uh, so there, but not gone. There and, you go. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. We were just go talking ahead. off the air. I want to jump right into it. I, we want to get a, uh, uh, see what's going on at Southern Armory, get an update on yeah, all that we'll stuff here that in, in a few minutes. But um, I want to continue this conversation that we were uh, just having off the air um, about uh, gun sales and the state, basically, of the gun industry. We there was a long running joke. Uh, it was it, it it was a joke, was but it, it was a also long running joke. It was I also his, true. I had, his, I had his picture in my store. Uh, well, no, I'm talking about Barack <laughs> oh, Obama uh, being. Yeah, I am that, too. <laughs> that Barack Obama was the is the greatest gun salesman of all of time. all times, and yes, because of the boom. Uh, uh, when he was president, the the worry that uh, that that Barack Obama and the Democratic Party would come and get your guns, or they would pass stricter Second Amendment, uh, you know, restricting laws, and maybe guns that were available at the time wouldn't be available anymore. Right. I can I remember uh, one period of time after one of the shootings. Um, going into Cabela's and the line was insane at the mm-hmm. at, in the gun section right. was like wrapped around the store because yeah. people were worried that there was about to be some legislation passed and they weren't going to be able to get yeah. a certain gun or a certain magazine and, or or whatever. So, so they, they were stocking and I, up. I remember those days too because uh, you know we had the store open at that point and I remember you know people like. You know, well, I'll give you this for this gun. It's like, listen, you know, he was here first. Like, this is, he's doing the background check. We're not going to have a bidding war here. Right. I've got another one in back. If I don't have yeah. the exact same one, I've got another AR or AK or right. FAL or, or style semi-automatic box fed uh, gun in back. And we can we can get that. And then some people just didn't care what it was. If it was black and had a classical stock and a muzzle brake and a bayonet Because they were lug. afraid that they weren't that yeah. it would be more difficult to buy a gun and yeah. but, but nothing and ever ever came of that. Nothing really. ever came of it. But you had these people that were, you know, in their forties, um and uh fifties even and, and some in their thirties 
But uh, the ones that that were really freaked out were the ones that lived through the Clinton era assault weapons ban. Yeah, and so they knew what it was like. Yeah, um, and we had customers, and they knew how it was very possible. Yeah. And we had customers. We got a lot of transplants uh, that they come from, like California and New York. New Jersey, um, you know, places that are super restrictive. And it's fun. I like, I love it when somebody comes in and says, like, I just moved here from California. I'm like, welcome to a free state. And then I put a, <laughs> I put a suppressor in their hand. I'm like, I bet you've never held one of these. And they're like, nope, sure haven't, you know. Yeah. Uh, Save it in the movies. That's yeah, about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then they're not realistic. Uh, you know, they're like, this makes it like completely silent. It's like, no, not really. But um, makes it quieter. Uh, but, you know, you just right. have, you just have fun with them. And, uh, so I do that pretty regularly. We get visitors from the the states, you know, that are into the two A culture, but they're um, but they live in California for work or whatever. And I've got several buddies that live in California um, because they're in like one's a documentary filmmaker. He did the NASCAR stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, so Swirls. That's a little shout out for you, but um, <laughs> and so he's like a gun guy, but he only shoots when he comes into town for you know uh, all of his guns are here. He doesn't take them right. with him because they're not on the approved list in California. So. So Barack Obama yeah. sells a lot of guns. He's a boom for the gun industry. Absolutely. Now Ton we've of had in, tons of innovation. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of startup companies that were specializing in particular areas of a firearm. They weren't they weren't specializing in the the whole AR-15. They would specialize just in the bolt carrier group, just in the trigger group, fire control group, whatever you want to call it, just in the in the butt stock. Just in the barrel, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's what you were seeing because the industry was so booming that you could have a, a specialty company that just came in and focused on one firearm and one particular part. And they well, they made the best barrels, they made the best handguards, they made right. the best whatever. And it wasn't just the ARs; it was for you know everything you know, across the board. Yeah, across the board for your handguns. Nineteen um, Elevens are pretty iconic, um, and a lot of those companies are still around because I mean. I got more 1911s than I got Glocks, you know, or or even SIGs. You know, when you look at 1911s, you know, across the board, doesn't matter what manufacturer it is. We got more of those between my wife and I than we do of any other single manufacturer firearm. Mm-hmm. But go ahead with your next point. Well, and so now we've had three years of Donald Trump. Yes. And, impeached. And, impeached. Who, and who is now impeached. impeached. Um, but uh, um, you would think Republican uh, in the White House had uh, had control, full control of Congress for the first two years. Mm-hmm. Still has the Senate, and you know, for you would think, well, this is great for the uh, for the gun industry because the Republicans are in charge and everything's going to be okay. But it's actually people got comfortable, and so, so it, it's actually hurt business. But yeah. it's better for the gun rights. It's so, better for gun well, rights. Gun rights. Hold on, let me go on that rant here separately. <laughs> after I talk about everybody shutting well, down, yeah, you, so, you know what? That's a that's that is a great point. So, but yeah, finish I'll, that. Yeah. Finish that one first. So and then yeah, we'll get into the right it, thing. People have uh, they're and it's people, it's good that people pe- are comfortable because they're not scared. Right, they're not scared. Uh, which is good because panic buys are not, but they're not, they're not buying. They're not great buys. Uh, and we were selling a lot of guns to people that were like, well, I never thought I would need one. And I was like, I remember when, you know, I thought that too, you know. Um, but I, you know, I got one. So now all of a sudden you have people that are, that have bought these guns. They've left them pretty bare bones. They've not upgraded them in any way. They're not going to training classes like they were. They're not buying ammunition like they were, magazines or anything else. But then when you get into, uh, the right aspect, right? You had, we'll just we, we'll go to everybody's favorite health care plan, the Affordable Care Act. Um, they the Democrats managed to pass that through on a straight line party vote. Right. We we're talking about that off the air, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'm not not really cool, but you know, 
okay, but they didn't do anything with gun control. And then then after the ne- next you know couple years of Obama, you know where they couldn't get anything really done, uh, we didn't see any gun control. We actually saw him make it where you could carry firearms on like you know like I'll say federal property like federal parks and national forests and stuff like that. Right. And so he kind of like loosened it up. I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. Um, well, then we now we get into Trump, right? And we had Trump for two years uh, where he had, you know, re- basically the Republican supermajority. And if they really wanted to show how great they were and they were going to support our Second Amendment rights, you know what they would have done? They would have repealed the NFA. They would have, mm-hmm. you know, tried to flex a little bit more muscle on states like Illinois, California, New Jersey, New York. You know, I could like the list goes on. So for all the fear that was created, rightfully so, by Barack Obama uh-huh. and the Democrats, and you know, we talked about off the air how they they proved that if they wanted to get something done, they did it with health care. Yeah, they had a gavel. She if showed they, it. She yeah. walked through the crowd of people. If they wanted to, if they wanted to pass something, they could have just done it and, right and on and straight party line, just like they did with um, health insurance. But yeah. they didn't do that with any. Uh, big gun legislation. Anything that mattered, period. Right. And now, but it's actually been Donald Trump, and I'm not saying that he's, I'm not saying that he's like a Democrat. I'm not saying that he would, you know, would go as far as many on the left would go. But he is a president that has uh, banned bump stocks. Yeah. And, you know, Obama never banned anything. Couldn't. Um, It was hard. Right. Uh, Trump has vocally supported things like red flag laws. Yes. He's had some friction with the NRA. Yep. So who, who endorsed him first time ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The NRA had endorsed uh, a president or a candidate really so quickly. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. I remember I was at the meeting when they did that. So it's very, it's very interesting. It, it's, it's almost ironic that, you, you know, we, that Barack Obama Everybody was afraid that he was going to do something to take things away from people, Uh, so they bought their guns. Trump has actually taken something away. Bump stocks. I don't care about bump stocks. I'm just I'm just making a point. He's actually passed legislation to take something away and has entertained some ideas that are very uh, scary if you think about them. But it's not getting that reaction. And so now, uh, you know, he the rhetoric is. I'm not I'm not saying go. I'm not trying to incite fear. I'm just right. I'm just just pointing out. I'm just pointing out how. What a what an interesting yeah, situation this is. It's hypocrisy. Um, so well, it, it's it. also isn't it big picture? What, how does your how does your big picture mind look at this and go, okay, Obama, who you know hailed from Illinois, yeah. had the 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 worst you know gun crimes happening in Chicago, absolutely, uh, or way. North Illinois, yep. yeah. yeah. Um, but what is the bigger picture? Why why didn't they do anything? So you know, I don't I don't know. It's a good question. Um, so you know, I kind of I was actually having this conversation. Uh, with my buddy who runs St. Louis shooting, uh, STL shooting enthusiast. He does gear reviews and stuff. And uh, him and I go back and forth. We're a member of the same gun club and kind of kind of just chat back and forth and uh, play pranks on one another. But uh, with that being said, uh, him and I were like, I, was, I told him, I was like, you know, how do you see like this Virginia thing playing out? You mm-hmm. know, because it's like, it looks like Virginia's going to blow up. You know, there's patriots and everything else out there that are a lot of rhetoric online. And, uh, He's like, oh, I don't know. You know, I never thought Virginia would be it. And he's like, I always thought it'd be California. I said, nah, it would never be California because I have friends that live there that are 2A people, but they're just moderate leftists. 
is what right. they are. They're, they're comfortable with the gun control. They're conveniently you know? leftist. Yeah. yeah, and 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 yeah, because they get out there and they get kind of indoctrinated into that because that's all the new stuff that they see. So then they come here and you compare them. You compare a, somebody who's you know two A friendly from Missouri compared to somebody two A friendly from California, and like you know they they're like just moderate leftists. They're 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 still left leaning, but they're moderate. Um, which was basically what Obama was. You know, they still have a lot of gun rights and stuff over in, in Illinois. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And when you look at like Illinois people, they're just comfortable with, oh, we have FOID here and we can't have high capacity magazines, you know, in this county or that county. And we can't have this or that in this particular. And they're comfortable with it. Right. And here I am in Missouri, like y'all are nuts. Aaron, you're a you businessman. Yeah. So in the business of guns and the, and the companies... Which ones have closed down because there's just there's no sales? Yeah, so you have a, a, like some of these uh, retailers that are online closed. They were sending out like emails like, "Hey, come buy our stuff." You had manufacturers closing. Who, name some of them. Um, the the big one that I can think of, and I've got one of their handguards. Is oh man, you put me on the spot here. I just totally went blank. That's my job. Put you yeah, on the spot. I know that's okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, they've been gone for so long. Um, it's a laser spot, by the way. It's hurt anyway, a lot of these. Li- it's hurt a lot of these little startups. Not it hurt isn't hurt yeah. a lot of the big guys, but the people that were able to take advantage of the boom period that was happening a yeah. few years ago that started new businesses right. and opened up little shops. They're the ones that have had the mom and pops. Yeah, but, but essentially, well, it's not Remington, Ruger, no. No, no, no. The the the, the big uh, the the flagship people, the Glocks, the Rugers, the Remingtons, the Smith and Wessons, they're, they're still going to be around. But you've seen like Gemtech, uh, who did just suppressors. Okay. No, that's the one I was thinking of. Gemtech is yep. still around, but they got bought by Smith and Wesson, right. and actually they got bought and sold several times. Hmm. Um, and I'm texting my wife. Hold on. <laughs> Are you asking your wife? Oh yeah. Oh, she's yeah. the brains. Yeah. She's the he's brain. The, he's the beauty. Um, What's it? All yeah. it? Well, I got the voice for radio. But yeah, that's she's not, the, the one at Southern Armory. If you go into Southern Armory, you want to talk to Jess. That she's the one that's gonna. She's the one that's gonna get you what you need. She's gonna oh, yeah. have she's, all the so answers. So I have a question for you, Aaron. What's yeah. up, buddy? Why don't they like some of these smaller stores just merge instead of just completely going out of business? That's the first question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got and an the, answer for that. But go ahead. And the second question. Is if Remington files for bankruptcy, which, which which they did, yeah, and Colt did too. How does how does that affect their business? Who the small companies or the, the so so it depends Remington's on business. yeah it depends yeah. on what kind of bankruptcy they file for. I'm not an attorney. I just stated in the Holiday Inn last night, but um, <laughs> so you have like Chapter Eleven, Chapter Thirteen, which yeah. ones are restructuring and ones like I'm going out of business. And I'm sure there's an attorney out there. There's more to it than that. It's like, dude, let's just, you know, let's right. let's talk about little kid stuff here. <laughs> so uh, Colt did that, and they were just trying to restructure some debt. And then, you know, Colt was very controversial, and I was on KSDK. You know, the media here loves me in St. Oh, Louis. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, they were like, well, why aren't they going to sell it to the to the civilian market? And it's like it's called the commercial market. Like, let's let's get that right. There's government and there's commercial. So, uh, and it was like they're they're going with their strong suit, right? They're not selling 
AR-15s like they were. Like nobody's selling them like they were. So there's been a, a stagnant of innovation um, in there. And then you have, um, you know, everything else going on. So you know, everybody thinks like Colt. They think revolvers. They think 1911s. And that's mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. with that. Uh, why doesn't everybody join together and yeah. band together? That's two, a good question. Two stores are are struggling. Yeah. Why, why well, don't let's they go merge? together? So, uh, so uh, this is my kingdom, and that's your kingdom. <laughs> yeah, and you stay out of my kingdom. This is why churches don't join forces. Right. This isn't. This they just is, open another yeah. church. Yeah, they, they open another church or this close is, another. This one. is why fire yeah. districts don't get together. Ambulance districts don't get together. This is why the city county merger wasn't going to work. Yeah, right. True. So just it, creating that yeah. divide, <laughs> yeah. the divide that keeps everybody. On their own, yeah. Different yeah. business plans too, I would yeah. think. Yeah, absolutely. Different models, you know what they want to do. So you get some of these stores here that are like really, really heavy into the AR market, um, AK market. Like you look at us, we're very heavy into the handgun market. I mean, yeah. we carry the rifles, the sh- you know, hunting rifles, shotguns, ARs, uh, too. But back in the heyday, it was like you could walk in and you could find anything tactical as far as rifle, shotgun in our store. But then when you looked at our rifle selection versus our handgun selection. I mean, we had like seven, eight hundred handguns on the wall, mm-hmm. and maybe just a few hundred rifles. That's Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory, who is in the studio with us for the entire show. We will continue this discussion in the next segment. Also coming up a little bit later on, we are going to be talking to a goose hunter. Yeah, you want to give a quick tease on? Yeah, him? Jason Pratt. He's a, he's a bird hunter, man, and and geese this year are his hot thing. He does ducks too, but geese are geese is fun. And I mean, then, who doesn't uh, love Canadian bacon? The wife, <laughs> the wife, the wife texted me back. It's a uh, rhino. Oh, okay. and I was okay, like, yeah. and, and the reason I was having trouble thinking of it is they bought that it was two companies that merged together, and then they went out of business. There you go. So right. it was Rhino and, and something else. It doesn't doesn't make a difference. So we'll gone. talk. Uh, we'll talk goose hunting here in just a little bit with Jason Pratt and Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory sticking around. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Yeah, new take. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with Bo Matthews. Chad Ellis and Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, in studio with us. Uh, Coming up in the next segment, we are going to talk a little bit. uh, We're going to talk hunting. We're going to talk specifically uh, goose and duck hunting with Jason Pratt. I also have, um, uh, they released the 2020 hunting uh, the, the hunting calendar, the Missouri hunting calendar yeah, for, for 2020 seasons, was yeah. just was just released. Uh, so we'll go uh, over that a little bit as well. Uh, right now, I want to uh, continue the um, uh, the gun industry discussion that we are right. having with uh, Aaron Tarlow. Um, so go ahead. We're talking about innovation, mm-hmm. and uh, I just got a text from a buddy, and it's funny. He's like, "Hey, maybe may, maybe you should explain this." Uh, and he does. I don't think he knows that we're on on the air. Uh, so um, I think he was just randomly talking to me. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> like who's still innovating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you got like Glock, who's really been on a. And big what push. innovations are there still to make? Right. Uh, so there there are things out there to do. You know, there's still you know barrels. You can experiment with rifling. There's new cartridges being developed. Uh, Winchester just came out with 350, which is a straight wall cartridge for certain states that when you hunt. You have to have a straight wall cartridge. So straight wall cartridge is like, you know, like like well, like this. You know, it's like straight straight piece of paper, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at like some of your like ARs, your AKs, um, they're tapered. You know, they have like either they're slanted or they have like a neck that come down, kind of like a shape of a, a beer bottle. Okay. Okay. So what's the benefit though? Uh, it's just restriction. Okay. 
there's probably trying to, I mean, I, I'm sure they have a reason behind it, but, you know, if they say, well, he's got to be a straight wall cartridge, you know, generally your straight wall cartridges were like 45 long Colt, 44 Magnum, and people go hunt with those. And then, because um, they didn't want, like, you know, and there's nothing you can't kill in North America with a three, without, or with, with uh, a 308 or 30-06. Like, mm-hmm. if you have those two calibers, you can pretty much go anywhere in North America, kill whatever you need to kill. Uh, but then you have like 4570, 30-30, uh, 45 long Colt, 44 Magnum, 357 Magnum. Those are straight wall cartridges. And we haven't seen a lot of innovation in there. Uh, but Winchester just came up with a 350. They have it in an AR platform. So my wife, I said, I just found my new, uh, my next rifle. And she's like, oh, like you know, <laughs> really? Another rifle. You know, but but yeah. isn't there a big opportunity when you talk about innovation uh, with the electronics and uh, like, yeah. like the optics? Because yeah. I, I've shared the story before that. I can't use a regular scope because that 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 lens on the eye side yeah. of my, my face is so close I can't see. Yeah, you need more eye relief or less. So yeah. so yeah, so optics and and drones for crying out loud for hunters. I would yeah. think drones. Couldn't you put a sensor in a bullet and yeah. then have the drone follow the bullet? <laughs> That'd be to, funny. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I'm on. sure it would be very expensive. Just but, put uh, the gun on the drone. Yeah. I'm, put I've the seen, gun on the drone. And I've shoot him from the sky. I've I picture Sarah that. Palin no. in a helicopter shooting. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> seen that. We're not going to do that. Yeah. But you, you ain't the boss. The, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's recipe for disaster. Yeah. Let's yeah, just say I that. Agree. <laughs> it, it, Aaron, that you, is out there. Is it, want, if, you were, uh, if you were king, yes. Uh, what would you, is there one thing, you shoot guns all the time, is there one thing that you think that really needs to be that there's that there's room for improvement or there's a, a, a hole in the market like we need a gun or we need a, an accessory or we need something that solves some issue is there do you, do you see that or I mean I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. Um, you know everything you could really want in the firearms market is there right the the problem is like the pricing so like an electronic style scope uh, those are pretty cost prohibitive. Uh, so the minister at our church, our pastor, Pastor Paul from White Flag, you can check those guys out on the internet too. Um, he took a lot of heat because he came home from his uh, from vacation and he had coyotes that had moved in on his deck. Oh boy! So he's Ooh, wow, he's yeah. shooting them. Yeah. And uh, and he posted on his Instagram and like PETA came out of the woodworks. And him and I are talking about this and at church uh, when it was snowing mm-hmm. last week. Um, he, you know, my daughter's out like in the parking lot twirling around. She's two, so it was it was super cute, and everybody was watching. He's out there. He's kind of laughing. He's checking out the snow too. And he, him and I were talking. I was like, "How's the coyote problem?" He's like, "Well, I eliminated the one pack." And he, I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Now I got two more that came in." I said, "Well, yeah, you eliminated a hole, and now, you know, stuff's coming in." He goes, wow. "Yeah, I really need to get that night vision scope you have." And I'm like, "Yep, that can happen." Yeah, I mean, you know, if you That'll need help. it, it's not a it's not a big deal. He's like, "I've got the light, and I've got the call, and I'm getting them to come in." But he's like, "They're just so." They're back far enough that like the red light that I'm using isn't hitting them, and, da, 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 and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, next week at church, if I remember, <laughs> um, I'll bring you a rifle with with a night vision optic on it, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, but you know, they're they're cost prohibitive. I mean, some of these night vision optics are several thousand dollars, yeah, you know. And so I think, and and they're big; they're not like tiny and compact. So I think as uh, as, as things you know come to fruition, mm-hmm. you'll see them get smaller. And cheaper. Sure. Yeah, the technology will change. So uh, we're going to talk to Jason Pratt about uh, uh, duck hunting and goose hunting and and all things hunting here in just a couple minutes. Uh, Before we talk to Jason, do my thing. What is happening at Southern Armory? Right. So we're wrapping up uh, 
obviously Christmas sales and stuff like that. So if you've got time, we're going to be open on Christmas Eve. We're closed on the 23rd, which is Monday. We open Christmas Eve. I think Jessica's going to close at like 4, 4.30. Um, but you can uh, you know come in, buy those last-minute things. we got these awesome cool tech mats that came out with like version 2.0. One of the reps stopped in was like, hey, check this out. Uh, Jessica got some shirts and stuff. Uh, and so she was wearing one that says, I just want to eat bacon, shoot guns, and cuddle or something. And I was like dying. I was like, that's pretty funny. Um, and then I made bacon for breakfast the other day, and me and Piper destroyed it. And I was like, is there any bacon left? And I was like, oh, um, she did it. Yeah. <laughs> Blame it on the child. Blame the, you know? the two-year-old. Uh, so, yeah, so we got great little like last-minute stuff, and like cleaning kits or anything like that. It's too late. To get you a firearm, sorry, you know the yeah. wholesalers. Not too late for a gift card, though. Yeah, not too late for a gift card. Those are always available. You can get, you know, CCW Advanced Pistol Class. The simulators are great gift, super unique. Yeah, there's only two places in uh, the in the the greater St. Louis area that I can that I know that have it. Yeah, um, Southern and Armory's so can, one of them. Southern Armory's one of them. We were the first ones that had it. Yeah. Um, so we've got a ton of guns for it. We've got like two or three cert guns. We've got a Glock 22. We've got an AR-15. The other place doesn't have that. So you come in and uh, check all that out. Uh, we're one mile east of 270 and 44, 9901 Watson Road in Crest. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Next to Harbor and, Freight. Yeah, next to Harbor Freight, which <laughs> I was is another. Just there. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me that. I was just at Harbor Freight on Sunday. I was like, oh, me and my daughter are at church. Still. Aaron, why don't you yeah. have 25% off coupons like I they do? And a free flashlight and for And a free flashlight. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Maybe got got to get my guy at Avidine to, to, to get me that. Yeah, there like, you go. Hey, man, can we get out some free flashlights? <laughs> uh, looking for some new stuff for next year. Going to do some testing and evaluation and uh, maybe get into a little bit more of the lightweight backpacking camping industry's down so you got to kind of look and see you know where where there are holes right and generally uh you know i I, there's not a real good camping store necessarily around um i I called a box store the other day and they they're going to stop selling ammo so they're clearancing it all out yeah and uh, one of my customers came in. He goes, "You shoot forty-four mag." I, I said, story "Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm not going to mention their names. I'm not going to support them." Um, and he's like, "Yeah, five dollars a box for forty-four magnum." I go, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah." I go, "I can't reload forty-four <laughs> right. for that for what the quantity they're selling like you know fifty-round boxes or something for five bucks." I'm like, "I can't reload that." I mean, that's yeah. probably like you know a ten-dollar reload. Right. You know, he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You should go buy it." I did. So yeah. called around. Um, and it was like every store I called was 25, 30 minutes, and they had to page back to the sporting goods section like four or five times. That's and the one store I was actually driving right by, and I'm like, well, if they've got it, I'm going to turn around and come back here. So I stopped in. I was still on the phone with them as I was walking back. <laughs> so um, Southern Armory, it's going to ring once or twice, and then we're going to – a real-life person who knows what we have in stock is going to answer. answer and talk to you. And yeah. talk to you, and you're going to be on and off the phone really quick. And, yep. and we're happy to order it if we don't have it. That's the other cool thing. So we're – we're all about customer service, not like the big box store. So if you want that personal homey feel, uh, you come to Southern Armory and make us your gun store. We're Absolutely. happy to happy to win your business and keep you happy. And it's really, once you come in and you start kind of hanging out, you'll start meeting all the regular customers and you'll, you'll be 
be in there all the time. I got customers in there every day on a certain day. SouthernArmory.com and of course yep. Southern Armory on Facebook. Great ways to keep up with everything that is happening you can in the Check store. out Second Amendment Radio on Facebook. I That's right. Occasionally mess with that now every once in a while when I'm right. super busy fighting we're, off crime and saving the world. That's right. We're gonna take a break and we're going to talk hunting with Jason Pratt next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo in studio with Bo Matthews, Chad Ellis, and Aaron. Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. In just a second, we are going to be talking to Jason Pratt. He is a goose and duck hunter. But before that, this hunting segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory on Manchester Road in De Pere. It's a full-service firearm shop that strives to be the uh, area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts with the largest selection of suppressors in the area. Check out their website, RazorbackArmory.com. And speaking of our buddies at Razorback, don't forget if you missed last week's show or you missed any edition of Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, download our podcast. Uh, you can get it in very many places, but the best place to get it is the Radio.com app. On the Radio.com app, you can stream the station 24-7. You can take advantage of the Radio Rewind feature, which gives you a chance to rewind live radio while you're listening to it. Very, very cool. And if you miss anything from any of the shows here on the station, you can download the podcast, including Second Amendment Radio and our buddies at Razorback were with us for uh, the whole show last week. So go back and check that out if you miss that. Right now, Jason Pratt, the goose and duck hunter. Jason, it is great to talk with you. Uh, tell folks a little bit about yourself and why you um, appreciate the goose and duck hunting uh, more than anything else. Well, um, I, I live for this time of year. Um, yeah. I save up all my vacation time for this time of year. Um, hmm. I hunt just about anything if it's legal in the state of Missouri, and I can feed my family with it. I'm going to hunt it. Um, I normally do a lot of deer hunting. Um, but my addiction is mostly waterfowl, duck, and uh, goose. Um, and just got back from Vegas, and that's the last time my wife plans a vacation in the middle of goose season. <laughs> <laughs> so inconsiderate. So you got the rest of the year to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, as soon as we got up the plane, um, took one day to rest this past week, and um, um, the next day when we got back in town, I got out, back out into the goose field. Yeah. So why why um, why the waterfowl? Why goose and, and duck hunting? Why do you enjoy that more than uh, you know deer hunting or other things? Um, I mean, I, I, I deer hunt, um, I, I bow hunt, I rifle hunt, but uh, the waterfowl really intrigues me. Um, for one, it, it takes a skill to um, hit a flying bird. Um, and also what really, um, what really gets me about it is the camaraderie with me and my friends while we're, uh, while we're duck and goose hunting. Yeah, I, I agree. It's always better when you go out with your buddies and you got like three or four of you set up in like a U shape. And then, uh, it, it is, it is some skill to shoot something out of the, out of the sky that's moving. And if you've never done that before, uh, you know, come in and get some clays and a thrower or go out to one of the conservation areas where you can pay, you know, a few dollars and try to shoot some clays. It is not an easy thing to do. It it, it takes yeah. some skill. You got to know distance. You got to know the speed and everything else. But it's not impossible. Yep. No, as, no. As a novice, I did. I did do clay shooting, yeah. and I was like, I was actually yeah. kind of shocked yeah. that I could lead it, it like I did. Yeah, you know? and it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Jason, you made a comment to me the other day. How long has it been since you've actually bought protein in the store? Um. So next year 2020 will be um 13 years of my wife and i not buying beef from the store 
That's legit. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. That's, that's funny because my wife and I had that goal uh, one year. That was the year uh, my buddies. <laughs> one year. Yeah, one year. I said, I'm gonna, we're going to try to kill everything we're going to eat the next year. We're going to kill. She was like, okay. I spent two. I spent the entire deer season out and got three deer. Yeah. Uh, gave one of them to a buddy because uh, I didn't have room in my deep freeze. And then uh, went goose hunting, uh, snow goose, which we were talking about off the air a little bit. And uh, we shot yep. like 90-something birds uh, in two days between me and another buddy. And uh, and there's three of us, but uh, the other guy was had been out previously. He's like, I don't want any of this. He said, right. you two can you two can split this up. I had a huge trash bag full of birds. It was ridiculous. That's fantastic. Well, I tell people that uh, my food does not get recalled and it's pure organic. Uh, <laughs> that's that's right. hilarious. <laughs> He's always got to come back. Yeah. Um, now, do you do you call them in uh, like we see? You know, Duck Dynasty guys. And who was the guy that just passed away last year, Jason? You, you we both knew him. Um, we I had just met him. He was the goose guy. He was like the equivalent of Phil Robertson, but for the goose world. Well, Tim Grounds, that's which is it. in Southern Illinois, he passed away yep, recently. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and his ki- yeah. his kids are still running that that empire. Yeah. From what I know, yes, and, um, and from what I understand, over in Southern Illinois and all throughout the goose world, he was a legend. Yeah. Um, I never got the opportunity to meet the man, but from what I hear, it's just. Um, stand-up man um but yeah I, I i set decoys out i call them in uh and that's half the fun for me is mm-hmm. is calling them in and then uh, watching my friends have a good time is there yeah, a difference they, between snow goose and canadian goose? well i was gonna yeah, ask jason yeah, what's is. the difference between goose and duck hunting <clears throat> well um bowen you mentioned it between snow and canadian it there's ex, they're not actually called canadian they're actually just a canada goose um as they're as science says it um but the difference between geese and ducks, for me, obviously, um, a goose breast. Uh, one goose, Canada goose, can supply one meal for my wife yeah, and I. So you get more bang too. for your buck. But uh, is there a, is it a different style of hunting, or is it essentially the same strategy, just a different you know just a different animal? It's similar. Um, I do most of my goose hunting, Canada goose hunting, on uh, cut corn fields, wheat fields, um, bean fields, rice fields, where the majority of my um, duck hunting experience has been in, in flooded timber or flooded corn. Yep. So a um, little difference there. Yeah, And the size too, you know, you're going to see like six or six is probably typical. You see like 12 or more. Yeah, It's highly uh, atypical. Then when you get into like the, uh, the snow goose, you know, you're seeing them, they're clouds, they're clear blue sky. And yeah. you see like this gray cloud and then there's thousands of them. Jason, do you have a prep? Yeah. I mean, like, so I'm a big fisherman and I love to eat what I catch. Um, but if I was just fishing for food, I would probably, you know, stick more to fishing for things like catfish, sure, um, you know, yeah. because they're, you know, they're they're bigger, more bang for your buck. Uh, but I sure. prefer bass fishing because, uh, you know, the sport of bass fishing is more fun. Do you have a preference when it comes to, for me at least, uh, do you have a, a preference when it comes to goose and duck or are you, are you out there? For the fun of it and the sport of it, or are you like literally out there? Be- that's because you're grocery shopping. Well, um, <laughs> my grocery—I st- tell people my grocery store opens September 15 when archery season opens yeah, up. All right. Yeah. Um, so I do have a little bit of pressure because I do enjoy um, the wild game that I harvest. Um, so I normally try to bag two or three deer um, before the end of October. Then I can go ahead and concentrate on duck and goose. So. It's it's a little bit of pressure, um, but yeah, I do it. Number one for food, number two for conservation reasons, 
and uh, for number three to have good good fun with my friends. Who taught you how to hunt, Jason? Uh, my father took me out hunting deer hunting one time when I was a child. So um, in my adult life, um, myself and being around um, people that know what they're doing when I first started getting out, out there in, in the hunting industry. So if you're going to get into to goose hunting, uh, what would you? What did you spend? I mean, I have a good idea what what I I spent on startup. Yeah. Um, but if you have, like you said, several buddies, uh, you can spread that cost. Yeah, what, what's the in- cost out? What's the investment? And what would you tell somebody who is listening to us and and wants to give it a shot for the first time? Like, where can they get some information on how to get started and and what should they be thinking to themselves as far as like a, a startup investment into, into goose and duck hunting? Um, for starters, I would recommend you don't have to go out and get the um, like a 12-gauge bread extrema, which I shoot. Um, I started out with a cheap 12-gauge Mossberg pump. Yeah, you know, I started you can pick one up for two, three hundred bucks. I, I got know? an 870. That's what I still use. It's my grandfather's yeah. gun. He gave it to me. And I still use it to this day. They, they still get the job done. Um, and try to meet with some some people that have been out there a little bit, um, and just listen, listen to how they call. Don't be afraid to ask questions when you're on the hunt with them. Um, let them buy the decoys because they're not cheap. Yeah, <laughs> My that's life a true story. That one. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I first started getting out, I had a friend of mine, um, and I owe everything to him. He got me in, involved with uh, duck and goose hunting, and I went with him a few handful of times, just listening to him. Um, asking him questions, and um, I still call him to this day to get advice from him. How much did the – how much uh, – this probably sounds like a silly question, but I, it's got to be – there's got to be truth to it. How much did the Duck Dynasty show and phenomenon do for the duck hunting industry as far as uh, raising popularity, introducing people to sport, kind of like when Tiger Woods – caught on in golf and all in just the, the huge rise in people that became golfers uh was you know very noticeable was that the same uh, effect that that t- that television show had on the duck hunting industry yeah it did um it 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 gave more awareness to waterfowl hunting um it did bring in some some um new hunters to the industry uh, and that can be very good um, but also um, everything um, isn't all um, rainbows and unicorns, how I like to say it. So mm-hmm. that does bring in uneducated people yeah, that sure. yep. um, are not safe with using a firearm around other people. Um, but overall, I, it brought more hunters to the waterfowl world. Made it more mainstream. Yeah, and and yeah, I would absolutely. I would I, I watch Phil Robertson in the woods uh, on yeah. Blaze TV. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know what? He loves eating duck and everything else he hunts, but he's more about bringing people to Christianity, right. which yeah. is a beautiful yeah. thing, and right. he, he does it to this day. Um, but if you think about it, the years that they did videos, hunting videos, well before Discovery A&E got a hold of them, yeah. I mean, they'd been doing that for years as they were creating these different right. Uh, duck calls, right, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. Um, from what I know, um, they, they've been out there for a long time duck hunting, and then um, I guess they got a hold of... Uh, um, A and E, and that did bring duck, um, duck and goose hunting more to mainstream media and um, to the industry. But once again, there's always some of those people that want to get out there, and they can they can be unsafe. Um, that's my biggest thing is when I'm, you know, when you're duck and goose hunting, you're you're sitting 
very close to possibly three three other people, sometimes up to ten, and it, it's all about safety is number one. Right. Yeah. Jason, know, before know your shooting lens, yep. that's the big thing. You, We're talking to uh, Jason Pratt, uh, Goose Duck Hunter, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armories here as well. Only got a couple minutes left in the show, so really quickly, uh, you mentioned Jason that you um, hunt everything. The Missouri Department of Conservation just released the dates for the uh, hunting seasons in 2020, so you can go and check that out now. There's also been this discussion about introducing a elk and a black bear hunting season here in the state of Missouri. Uh, I'd like everybody's answer. Aaron, Bo, uh, it's something that I I would be definitely uh, into. Uh, Start with you, Jason. Again, real quick, but uh, what do you think about the idea of hunting uh, a black bear and elk in the state of Missouri? I'll be the first person to put in for that hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of figured. <laughs> what do you think? So, uh, I mean, oh, historically, elk and bear are um, native to Missouri. Correct. And through conservation efforts, we are getting those numbers back up. But those numbers also need to be um, controlled yep. or they'll go um, overpopulated. Yeah, and you need to manage it. So right now they're going to do a managed hunt. So I said you had to put in for it. And uh, I would I would do elk um, yeah. because I would eat it. Uh, b- black bear, I would uh, not Right, um, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat it. Um, oh, so. I think we could do the first live, like on-site edition of Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors while we're hunting black bear. Wow. I'm Chad is into I'm it. not going to go, but I would love, <laughs> I would love the footage as well as you know a souvenir. You know, I've, I've heard right. of the, I've heard the bear meat is greasy. Yeah. I don't know if that's well, true. We'll find out. Know. We'll find out when Listen, we go hunting. Next year, the only the only reason I would do the the black bear, a, a I would I would go ahead and I would do share the harvest. So I would just want the skin, the head, you know, to yeah. mount it and have a big blanket, and then the meat would go to one well, of the one of the shelters. Jason Pratt, uh, unfortunately, we're out of time, but hopefully, we get a chance to talk to you again real soon. Good luck out there. We're glad you're out of the desert and back uh, outside uh, the high desert hunting. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, you bet. Hopefully, Merry Christmas, Jason. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Hopefully Christmas. we'll talk to you again real soon. Uh, Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory, southernarmory.com, the Southern Armory Facebook page. Uh, great to see you, my friend. Thanks for coming in the studio. We'll talk to you again next week as well. And, again, if you missed anything from today's show, uh, last week's show, just check out the Second Amendment Radio and Great Outdoors podcast. You can get it just about anywhere that you get podcasts, but the best place to do it is the radio.com app where you can stream the station live, download all of our podcasts, and um, use the Radio Rewind feature there as well. So go and check that out if you missed anything. For my partner, Bo Matthews, our producer, Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.